Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is the daughter of Bishop Dyhewood Mills and currently pastors the IDSA branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyhewood Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. And this morning, help me welcome to the stage our own pastor, our teacher, our mother, Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Just lift up your hands to the Lord this morning and ask him to talk to you. Ask that the word of God will find a place in your heart. Father, we are so grateful. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be in church. I pray, Lord, that as your word comes, you will speak to us that you will change us. Let there be a great change today also. We give you praise. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you have tried, but you are not salt. It has rained, cry, you have come, in fact. <laughs> because I know some pieces of salt that are still at home. But you have tried, but... Oh, I thought you would even clap for yourself. I thought you clap for yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in church? Amen. Well, it's another Sunday. And it's the place to be in the house of God. Amen. For the past four Sundays, I've been talking to you about Jesus. I hope that it has answered a lot of your questions. I hope that the word has come to you in such a way that you can relate to it. Amen. Hello, are you there? Uh, I, thought you have, I thought you have gone home. Amen. I'm going to continue on Jesus. I thought last week was my last week, but I think I have one more message to share with you to share with you about Jesus. Hallelujah. We've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about the fact that he's unique, he's different. There's nobody like him. We've talked about what he has done for us. I've tried to answer the question for you what it means that the blood of Jesus was shed for us. And I pray that if you were part of all those series, I hope and I pray that you are no longer guilty about things you have done. Are you there? Hello? Uh-huh. Please ask your neighbor, are you still feeling guilty after all this time? Oh. Eh? Well, you know, what we have done, film, we have preached it. It's time to believe the word of God. Amen. Last week I shared a little more about it and I said, if God has done so much for you, at least in gratitude because of what he has done, you too do something. Hallelujah. Are you there? Please ask your neighbor, what did you do? What did he ask you to do and did you do it? That one is, uh, yeah, some people are not even asking the question. That's an answer. That's an answer in itself. <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus came and he's coming, he's not a rubber stamp. Some people treat him like a rubber stamp. Some also treat him like, uh, what again? Magic. Some treat him like ATM machine. When I want money, then I come and I press crack, 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 code. Money should come. He's not all those things. No. He is a person and he's trying to relate with us. Hallelujah. Are you with me? So I hope that you have started to realize it. Now today, I want to talk to you about the door to a great change that he opens. 
Amen. You see, you can be a Christian and how you was is how you are. Okay, how you was is how you is. <laughs> Those of you who, who they are students, you can correct their English. So you can come to church and you hear the word of God and because, you know, one of the blessings of being an African or, by, or of being a Ghanaian is that we believe in God. Whatever, whatever your concept of God is, you believe. You don't know that there are some people and where they are, they are so barren that they can't even relate. When you start asking the question that, oh, is God really there? You now have to ask the question. You should see foolishness. No, are you there? Because you should know even in your house, if you don't make something, it doesn't just come. If you don't make food, you just arrive, there's food. Ah. So as you are there, and this morning, sun has come, you should just know that definitely somebody is behind it. If even you don't know who, you know definitely. So you cannot ask that question. Please ask your neighbor, is that the question you have been asking? <laughs> so because of that, you can come to church, you can listen to something, and you can genuinely believe and say that, oh, I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But, there's a but. Do you know the but? The but is that you can be a believer in Jesus Christ, but your life will be how it was. That's why today we had two testimonies from people telling us how they were. Are you seeing it? And then they are now telling us how they are. <laughs> Please go back to English class. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the reason is for you to see that as we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, something must change. And if it hasn't changed, don't give up. You must now begin to say, I mean, how is this change going to happen? Let me read a scripture that made me happy yesterday. You remember, you remember Paul? Okay, sorry, you don't remember. You didn't know your Bible. <laughs> there was a man, his name was even Saul. He, when he got changed, the, the change was so profound that they changed his name to Paul. But that guy, before he got changed there, he will be walking around on a Sunday morning like this one. Then he will find Christians like us. When he sees us, he has arrived complete with uh, Black Maria and soldiers to head us all into the Black Maria that because you claim that you believe in this Jesus Christ that he doesn't believe, you must die. That was his work. That was his work. Are you there? So he was actively opposing the, the church because he thought that that was the correct thing to do. He was a Jew. What he had grown up knowing something else. He said, ah, he doesn't understand how you can just wake up and say that what? You believe in Jesus Christ. So he was doing his own thing. He was on his way to a certain town. And on his way, look, go and read Acts chapter 9 if you have a Bible. And if you don't have one, please get one. I won't give you a free Bible. You'll never read it. <laughs> in Acts chapter 9, he was on his way to a town called Damascus. He had gotten some more permission and he was saying that, oh, I'm going to look for some Christians there and I'm going to finish them. Ah, why have you come to me? Can I say? Can I say? What have I called you? Ah. <laughs> Are you there? He has disturbed our story. <laughs> Anyway, he was on his way to Damascus and he said, that, look, when I get there, I know there's a certain church. It's called First Love Adiasi. I will get there and I'll finish all of them. But before he could arrive there, he had an experience. A bright light shone on the road. The people he was with, they fell back. They knew something had happened, but they couldn't see anything. But he, he heard the voice. and said, hey, who is that? And the voice said, it's I am Jesus who you are persecuting. That's how he got to know that he was fighting God. Are you there? Yes. But don't go around talking by heart. Some of you, you have been talking not knowing that it is God you were insulting. You thought you were insulting just a man of God. Not knowing Jesus heard you. You better repent right now and say, Lord, I'm sorry I didn't know it was you. Anyway, so he had this experience and he suddenly realized that he was wrong. 
And this man changed. He, he changed from a killer of Christians to a preacher, a winner of souls, a writer of the Bible. A writer of letters. He went from place to place, growing churches that he was initially trying to kill. And in Galatians chapter 1, I'm showing you a great change. He said something in verse 21. Galatians is simply the letter he wrote to the church in Galatia. The churches in Galatia. Then he wrote, he said, I went into the regions of Syria and Cilicia. I was still unknown by sight to the churches of Judea which were in Christ. Do you understand? He said, I was going, oh, but they didn't um, know me. They didn't know him. <laughs> then he said, they didn't know him. But they kept on hearing. What were they hearing? They heard that he who once persecuted us is now preaching the faith which he once tried to destroy. Hallelujah. It's a good place to put your hands together. Amen. Hallelujah. In other words, a great change had come upon him. And I see a great change coming upon your life as well. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, many of us, as we look at it, we feel that our lives have not changed. But one of the reasons why your life must change is that as you walk around as a, as a, as a Christian, there are many non-believers around and you are the book they are reading. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are the book they are reading. So when your behavior has not changed and you are as quarrelsome as ever, hey, you are still smoking weed. Then your eyes are red and you are misbehaving. You are still stealing. You now become, you see, you were supposed to be a book, but they can't read the book. Or the book is giving them the wrong message. Are you in the house? Are you understanding the English? And because of that, you must change. And so you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you have not, you will do so today. <laughs> but I believe that the majority of us have. And what we are now looking for is, how am I going to change? Because you see, when you give your life to Christ, you know one of the things that happens. The next morning, after you have done what you normally do, the devil says, you see you. Nothing has changed. No, and then you believe that, I was son, I wasn't born again. It's not true. You were born again. And you are born again. But the part of you that is born again is your spirit. Your spirit. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we are spirit, soul, and body. Are you there? Where are what? Sister, do you understand English? Because the way you are looking at me, no. We are what? Uh, I'll face you every day. Don't worry. <laughs> Amen. Because some of us, when we come to church, then we bring our table. They just kind of sit down there. They say, clap your hands, then you are there. They say, read your Bible, then you are there. Let's sing your song, then you are there. Tell your neighbor, I've given, I've stopped. I've stopped. Hallelujah. And so today we are talking about how you have received Christ. Now, how is this change going to happen in your life? And I'm quickly going to give you seven principles. I hope that I finish. Principle number one. A great change will come into your life if you grow up spiritually. A great change it will come into your life if you grow up spiritually. And at this point, I always like to use a physical example because it helps you to relate. So, Kata, as you know, you are representing body. Good. Oh, you can climb on the first step. Good. And I'm looking for somebody to represent the soul. Danny, I think you can represent the soul. I need Hannah. Represent the soul. They don't respect. Sit down. Let me find some child. They don't respect. Where is, <laughs> where is the young man who was Zacchaeus today? Where is he? Zacchaeus, where are you? All right. Put your hands together for Zacchaeus. It's working. Come. 
come and stand here by them now i'm doing this demonstration so that you understand a little bit are you here the bible says in first thessalonians chapter 5 that we are spirits we are soul and we are body so you as you are walking there you are three in one you are three that's why we can say a human being has died and the body is lying there what has left the part of him that was inside because these two, they are inside here. I've only separated them so that you can see. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Powerful. And so therefore, comma, spirit, soul. You want to know what your soul is. Your soul is where your mind is. Your soul is where your emotions also are. And these two, they are very close. Very, very, very close. The only thing that is able to differentiate between them is the word of God. Apart from that, even in the word of God, sometimes when they are talking about spirit, they use the word soul. They are so close together, you can't really see where to divide them. And they are all inside the body. So when... (laughs) Are you here? As for your body, when you give your life to Christ, how it was is how it is. If it had green hair, you don't become taller or shorter. How it was is how it is. Are you there? The food, your favorite food, same. Because that's your body. Amen? Your mind does not easily change. No. It doesn't change. The Bible says that you must do something. We'll come to that. That will cause your mind to change. But when you are born again, the part of you that changes is this one. Your spirit. Uh, they should find a, small, a smaller person for me. Oko, where are you? Uh-huh. Okay. Please, perch here for now. Sit here. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. John chapter 3. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So when you give your life to Jesus Christ, he says, except a man be born again, he cannot enter. Are you there? Nicodemus asked him what? Nicodemus asked him that now that I am grown, shall I now enter? Can you imagine Kata entering his mother's stomach? <laughs> it's not even possible and that's why Jesus explained and he said that no, the path that is born again is your spirit if you remember Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and they were told the day you eat of the plant you will die their physical body did not die what died was the spirit the reason why if you are not born again the Lord cannot accept you into heaven. It's the same reason why when your loved one dies, you can't live with them in the same house. You can't live with a dead body. So also, God is a spirit. He cannot live with a dead spirit. Amen. So when you give your life to Jesus Christ, he does not just polish your spirit. He doesn't just, uh, what? No, 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 no. He says the spirit is born again. Thank you very much, Zacchaeus. It's a what? A new spirit. But this is where the problem is. That new spirit is a child. It's a baby. It's a baby. What is the likelihood that this baby here is going to be able to move these two. Charlie, come and try. Stand here. Come and try. You're going to try and pull them. <laughs> That's even just one. Okay, come and stand here. You're going to try and pull both. <laughs> Do you understand now why you are not changing? Do you see why you cannot see a change? You can't see a change because your spirit... It's like this. Your soul and your body, they are not changed. And then you come and say, 
let's go and fast. Let's go and fast. They say, in fasting. Hey. <laughs> Some of you, every Sunday you are struggling to come to church. The reason why you are struggling is that your spirit is a baby. Your body is still strong. Your fleshly desires are still awake. And so when your spirit wakes up and says, Today is Sunday. <laughs> Let's go to church. Body is already going. And because body is stronger, remember they are one. He says, we are going to church. Hule, hule, we are going to church. What's happening? <laughs> Body says, we'll go to church. <coughs> we'll sleep today. Some of you, this is your fight. Every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning. Look at the weather. Look at how it's raining. I want to sleep. My bed is cozy. Hey! What's that? Come and stand back here in the middle. Are you there? Oh, they are helping me to preach. They should be here. Hallelujah! So, principle number one. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you grow up spiritually. That's if you will allow your little spirit to grow. First Corinthians chapter 3 verses 1 and 2. I'm reading from, the, from simple English, NASB, so that you can understand. Listen to what Paul says. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual men but as to men of the flesh, to infants in Christ. Are you there? I gave you milk to drink, not solid food. What do you give babies to drink? Okay. What do you give adults? So when you come to church, some of you, the reason why the preaching upsets you is because you are a baby. So when we are preaching and we say certain things, you are not able to handle. Then you start vomiting. The reason is that you are a baby in the spirit. And what is being taught, you are not able to swallow it. Are you there? This is Paul talking. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food. For you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now, you are not yet able Paul says, I'm giving you something. And so when you come to church, we always have to give you milk. Do you know what milk is? That's when we are preaching. Then we say, oh, Jesus will take care of you. Jesus will heal you. It is all true. But that's the milk. There's also the meat in the Bible. The one that says that, look, you better shape up. You better... <laughs> it's also part of the Bible. It's also part some of you, if you don't hear a message, I see you receiving. Oh, you are blessed. Oh, you are if you if it's not that you can't receive. You can't receive. The reason is that your spirit is what? In fact, of course, sit on the step because then you are even shorter. <laughs> some are like this. This is you, or this is your mind and your spirit. After all, you have been going to school, so your mind is growing. You have been watching films, feeding your emotions with all kinds of nonsense. Your body, you have been eating three times a day, but your spirit is tiny sitting there. Principle number two. A great change will come in your life if you renew your mind. Remember, I told you that here is spirit. Okay, you stand. It makes it easier for me. This is your soul. Are you here? This is your soul. Your soul will join whichever one of these is stronger. Whichever one of these is stronger. So some of you, your mind is all the time on fleshly things. Some of you, your mind is on spiritual things. It depends on which one has fed him. What does Romans chapter 12 say? Verses 1 and 2. It says what? 
I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your what? Your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Then he says something in verse 2. What does he say? Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? Renewing of your mind. So the reason why some things have not changed in your life is because how your mind was thinking is still thinking like that. So as your spirit is there trying to grow, if you are able to put some things into this mind to let it change, then instead of two against one, you are now two this way against this one. What is the likelihood that these two pulling together can pull the body compared to just one of them? And he says, be you, he says, transformed. Let me give you the dictionary meaning of transformed. Are you in the house? When you come to church, your English too will be improving. (laughs) To be transformed means to change in Form how you are to change in appearance. That's why some of you, before you came to know Christ, you had the appearance of a prostitute. But after some time, because in this church we don't really say much about how you dress, we leave it. Not because we don't know what is right. But because we concentrate on the teaching of the word, knowing that as we are teaching the word, your mind is changing. It's just a matter of time when you straighten up. Hallelujah. Are you there? Some of you, when you came to church, you had the appearance of a thief. But as you kept coming, something began to happen to you. It was no longer okay to you that you should continue stealing. Are you there? Transform means to change, to metamorphose. I like that word metamorphose. Metamorphosis. I learned about metamorphosis when I was in Form 3. Not your SHS Form 3, please. Uh, When when schools were proper schools and we used to go to... And it was used to show how a butterfly comes. The first stage of a butterfly is a caterpillar. How many of you have seen caterpillar before? Ugly, slimy, it's moving. You know, very like a worm, very, very ugly. Then at a point in time, it goes just fasten itself on a tree, cover itself totally becomes a pupa. Hey, science students, isn't that what they call it? Okay. Then it grows in there and at the right time the thing breaks open and what comes out is a butterfly so beautiful with beautiful wings with color in it. Doesn't even look like the ugly caterpillar that came to stand there in the beginning. And the Bible says that as we continue to change our minds and let our minds flow with the word of God, we change from that ugly caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly. You metamorphose. Hallelujah. And that is why many times when you have followed God for a while, when you are even sharing your testimony, they almost don't believe you. They can't relate. Because what you were saying, you know, as we look at it, and we look at you who is saying it, it's like, huh, are you sure? Are you sure that's how you used to be? <laughs> I remember one time I was sharing my testimony with someone. The person came up. I was almost offended. Because the way he was asking me what I was saying was, she was like, ah, are you saying that I'm telling lies? <laughs> but the reason was because the things I was saying, he couldn't see any evidence of it. That is the transformed. Used to be like this. But now you are like that. I see you transformed. Hallelujah. By the renewing of your mind. The best, the best part.
heart of it is that when you are transformed like that, you now know the will of God. Most of us, eh, if we knew the will of God, we would do it. I tell you. We are running around and falling down and getting lost because we don't know what God wants for us. How many of us you can say that you know everything that God wants for us? We are just trying. Or you're not trying. We're just trying. But the Bible says that when you are able to have a change of your mind, when your mind is transformed, he says then you will know the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God by the transformation of your mind. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Is your mind changing? Wow. Let's go on to principle number three. What again, you see, we are just trying to make these two here strong and solid to overcome the flesh. And I deliberately always choose a big person I can find as the flesh. Because for many of us, the greatest fight in our life is our flesh. When you are in bed trying to wake up, it's not the devil disturbing you. Hey, please, oh, somebody is already fighting with his flesh, falling asleep there. Sit well. Let me tell you something. Eh? Don't joke with your body. If you joke with your body, it will disgrace you. Yeah. It will disgrace you totally. Hmm. Amen. All right. So, let's continue. Principle number three. After you are born again, great change will come into your life if you listen to a lot of preaching. If you listen to a lot of preaching. Great change will come into your life if you listen to a lot of preaching. And your scripture is Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, which says that now faith comes by hearing. Ask her to sit up. Or him. Is it not her, him or him? Okay. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith, it comes by hearing. So as you listen to something over and over, over and over, something begins to change inside of you. Are you here? Many of you are spending a lot of time listening to what does not help you. Some of you, you spend so much time on politics. So much time. So much. So much. Cut it down. If you don't cut it down, you will be insulting people all the time. All the time. You become a cantankerous criticizer. And the time and energy you use criticizing is time and energy you don't use on constructive things in your life. So cut it down. Cut it down. Are you there? Some of you, the whole day, FM is on. Hmm. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. If you use part of that time to listen to the word of God, it will help you. And that's why we have created our podcast corner. Yeah. What is a podcast? A podcast nowadays, by the grace of technology, you can listen to anybody anywhere in the world. Almost for free. I should even say for free. Because it takes such little units to download a message. So at the podcast corner, you can bring your phone and say, please, put the podcast of Bishop on it. Bishop is one of the nicest people to listen to. As you are listening, you laugh, you know. <laughs> I remember one day I was driving down a road I'd rolled up the windows and I was listening to a message and he said something that was so funny I had parked, stopped at a traffic light <laughs> he said something that was so funny I, literally, I laughed and I began to hit my uh, steering wheel hey, before I was aware people were starting to circle my car they were like look it's like hey, it's over okay I was very okay. If it is jokes, you will even find something. Healthy ones. Are you there? If it is encouragement, you will find something. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
if it is wisdom. Are you there? Yeah. I have in my car a permanent tape of prayer. 24. Oh, man. When I sit in the car, even when my spirit has gone under my shoes, then is it not true? It comes from there up because the prayer is just flowing. Just flowing. Just flowing. Like that. Faith, it comes by hearing. That's why we don't like you walking around when the word of God is coming. When you are walking around when the word of God is coming, you are not hearing. You are not hearing. So you are coming to church, no? you make it useless. Mm. <clears throat> eh, but I wanted to go and urinate. Listen, have you seen where we put the people who can't control their urinating? It's over there. They are over there. The children in that box, that's where they are. They are the ones. They can't control it. I want to drink water. I have to drink it now. If I don't drink, ah, mommy, mommy, mommy. They are over there. <laughs> but if you are here, our assumption is that you have grown small. So when you feel like we win, you know how to hold it. Please ask your neighbor, do you know how to hold it? What did your neighbor say? <laughs> when you feel like drinking water, you know how to hold it. Yeah. Because we are a lot. If all of us begin to manifest, as I'm standing here, I feel like drinking water. And I'm sure these people, as they are standing, one of the guys he gets, he will go and pee. How many of us at this time, if you get, you go and pee. Put your hand up, let me see. Look at how many people will be getting up. Look at it. Look at it. Okay. How many of us, if you get, you'll be drinking water right now? Look. Can you see how many people? The church will not even work. Yeah. And so that's why we just say, just control yourself and be there for a few minutes because this word of God that you are hearing is bringing faith to you. Hallelujah. I said it's bringing what? Is bringing faith to you. So become an addict of the podcast. After service, every Sunday, go over there. Take your phone. Somebody will help you to download a podcast. And then you can listen to a message that was preached last week. You can listen to one preached two weeks ago. You can go through and see where I am and I need some encouraging word. Let me scroll through and see what will help me. Then you click it and you listen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. And you listen over and over. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Principle number four. We are talking about how to make sure that we change after we've given our life to Jesus Christ. And many of you young people, you need to listen to this and listen well. What is going to make you change? Principle number four. After you are born again, a great change will come into your life if you change your friends. If you what? You see, some of you young people, even when you come and you sit, sometimes they'll come, then they'll remove one person from the middle of you and let that person sit somewhere. Why? Because they can see that that particular friend, the way the person is talking, 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 won't even allow you to be in church and hear. I can see some, how you see them? Talking, 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 talking. Do you know when you see that? You separate them. Mm. Yeah. Hey. It's biblical. First Corinthians 15 verse 33. It says, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. So you might even be a good person, but if your friends are bad, you will be bad. And some of you, before you started coming to church, you had bad friends. And you still have those bad friends. If you are going to do well in life, you must leave them. Uh, was it Mabi who gave that testimony that who was it? Okay. Yeah, you said your friends just... Eh, you had all these, your wee friends, kush, kush, kush people. But now when you look, there's no kush there again. They have all... They are all gone. They just dropped off. Would you have been here if they were still your friends? No, mommy. <laughs> because as you are in church now, they have been calling you. Oh, yeah, mommy. Um, on Sundays, we used to... Not go to church. We just be there. We just be in the room on Sunday. Challenge. We go and play basketball or something. We come back and then yeah, we just be there, mommy. So every Sunday they were still your friends. Every Sunday you are still struggling. We have to go and play. Are you here? Are you listening to what I'm saying? How many of you? Your best friend is in church here with you. Your best friend. 
your best friend. Oh, I can't see your hands. Your best friend. Powerful. All of you who your hands are down. All of you. Where have you left the friend? Please, if your neighbor's hand was not asked, ask them, where, where have you left the friend? Okay, let me ask my question again. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, let me ask my question again. If you are here, your best friend is a believer more than you or like you. Let me see your hand. Uh-huh. Please, so leave your hand there. If somebody's hand is not up, ask them, so where is your best friend? And why is that person still your best friend? Why is such a person your best friend? Somebody who is not spiritual like you. Soon, if you do not move away, that person will take you out. Yeah. That person will take you away. Are you there? Because you spend only two or three hours in church every week. The rest of the week is spent with your friends. Your friends are with you 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week. By all means, they'll have more influence on you. So if they are not correct, they are, it will take you to a wrong place. Are you here? When I gave my life to Christ, all my friends, they were like me. How was I? We all jammed. We all believed ourselves in a certain way. We all had a certain way of behaving. When I gave my life to Christ, we were on holiday. And I was coming back on campus as a TA. And I decided that, Charlie, for my own survival, I didn't even know the scripture. I said, but when I look at my friends and the way they are, I will not survive even one semester if I don't immediately do something. So as soon as I came back, when you walk into my room, I said, Charlie, I've given my life to Christ. So. Now, dear, Jesus is my savior. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody, you enter my room. I say, hey, I've changed, though. I've given my life to Jesus Christ. Hey, <laughs> world announcement. And I got very interesting responses. I still remember my friend who said that I envy you. I envy you. I wish I could say that. I also had another friend. I remember her up to today. She looked at me up and I said, hey, you, then there's hope for all of us. I remember... <laughs> I remember her up to today. But I believe that that was why I survived as a Christian. It meant by the time I was finished with telling all of them that I had no friends. I had to quickly make new friends. And I did. Quickly, 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 quickly make new friends. Hallelujah. Show me your friends and I'll tell you how you are. It's a saying, show me, show me your friends, I'll show you my, your character. Yeah. Some of you, you need to change your friends. You've been going stealing with your friends. You walk around the place. You see that somebody has left their bicycle here, you take it. Somebody has left their thing here, you take it. If you don't leave that friend, you will continue. You will continue. The friends you were going on fornicating thoughts with. Are you there? So now, when you leave them behind, come to principle number five. After you're born again, a great change will come into your life if you fellowship a lot. So in other words, after leaving those old friends, come to church. From today, nobody should have to convince you to come to church. You just come. Some of you, you have made it your habit to come to church one Sunday in a month. You are joking with your life. You are joking with your life. Are you here or you have traveled? You are joking with your life. Yeah. The more you fellowship, the better for you because now you create new friends. You do new things and that will also help you to grow spiritually. This baby, it's about time we change the baby. Mm. We should change you to Balfour's height. So Balfour, come here please. Oko, thank you. You have been growing. You see that things are changing. It's only that I can't cause him to grow to this house now. What is the likelihood that these two can overcome this guy? Or you can't see it? (laughs) Amen. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the habit of some is. Never ever be without going to church. Never in your life. Some of you, when you travel from here to Accra, you come back and say that because of that you couldn't 
Are you made from sponge or what? How old are you? Allow those who are 50 and over to say, now you. You have traveled. I can't hear. You have traveled. Don't bring yourself. Don't bring yourself. Cause this man to sit up before I throw water at him. <laughs> Thank you. Are you there? You see, when you see all these people come to church, they fall asleep, they cannot sit well. They, they, it's because you don't go to church often. <laughs> it's true. When you go to church regularly, you are used to it. You are used to it. Push your neighbor and say, I've even come to church often. The way you can concentrate on the word of God, I can see that you don't go to church often. <laughs> you have to change. Should I allow the three guys to go and sit now? <laughs> the three of you come up here. I think you are disturbing uh, Dennis to come up here. But keep standing. They are just helping us to preach. Hallelujah. When you are part of an assembly, you see, the devil is looking for us. First Peter 5, 8 says that our enemy, the devil, he is walking around like a roaring lion, seeking whom Yes. Have you ever seen the lion when you are watching those uh, animal kingdom things? Have you ever seen them charge into a crowd to attack? They don't attack a crowd. They attack the one walking alone. So you who doesn't come to church regularly, they know oh this one, we just have to wait. Sunday we'll catch it. Everybody at home has gone to church. They are waiting for you. Yeah. And that's why you must always be in church. You must always be in church. It's like a co-pot. The fire of the co it can go for a very long time. But if you remove one and put it down, it will just die. It will just die. And some of us, the reason why your Christianity is not growing well is because you have starved your spirit. So you, you are grown old. Many years in church. Okay, where are you? Arrive. Don't worry, I'll buy you yogurt after church. You come. <laughs> come. You are grown old as a Christian. But here's your spirit. Here's your spirit. That is why we don't use Mebaha in the church to do anything. <laughs> we don't use it to appoint anybody to any post. Because you could have Bahache, but your spirit is like this. You won't read Bible, so your mind does not change. Then you want to give us Proverbs in the church. The Proverbs are nice, but it's not, we don't use them in the church. It's all due respect. It's not, it's not Christianity. <laughs> they say that, eh... I was there. I've been in the church for so many years. This guy, they have just used this child. But maybe the child is feasting on the scripture. And you see it. Feasting on the scripture. Listening to the word. Fellowshipping. In the church, you see the mind changing. Exposing themselves to camp. You see, because when you go to the camps, even the ability to sit down for a long time. Yeah. The ability to sit down. Yeah. The ability to sit down. That's why medical students are always different from the rest. It's true. They don't easily fall asleep. Because Charlie, the nature of their course, you have to be awake for a long time. Recently I was asking an Akito student why I can't say the same for them. Because they when they go to the studio, they have mattress, then they go and sleep. The medical student can be dead. Their eyes are open, clear way like that. Look at ah, medical students. Am I speaking the truth or am I lying? I don't see them dozing. I don't see them dozing. Meanwhile, they would have been. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Collins, were you working yesterday? You didn't work. You are on leave now. Yeah, what? Your this thing has changed. Uh, he said, "Enters." <laughs> <laughs> No, because sometimes when they come, they are coming straight from what? They didn't sleep last night. They are here. Sit down, sit down, eyes open like this. Uh, finish. Go back. Other people. 
Meanwhile, you slept last night in your own bed. Are you here? But it is changing you. Hallelujah. Number six, principle number six. Is it helping you? Are you seeing how to change? Number six. Hmm. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will change. A great change will come into your life when you are endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm not going to say much about this because we're going to have a Holy Spirit service within the next two weeks. You are here. You don't. The Holy Ghost has not come upon you. You come. Amen. Jesus told his people, he said, look, be here. Just wait. When the Holy Spirit comes, power will also come. The thing you are trying to do, you see, it is very natural for a boy to like girls and for a girl to like boys. It's natural. That's why some of you, every girl you have liked, you have slept with her. But when you give your life to Jesus Christ, then we show you a scripture that says that fornicators are going to hell. Suddenly you have a problem. How am I going to stop? How am I going to stop this thing that is natural? The only way to stop something that is natural is by the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the only way. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, if you are clapping, clap well. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Even those of you who have already received the Holy Ghost, every day pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you. Every day. Because the thing called temptation it can be very wild. Are you here? I remember many years ago when Ghana was in the time where there was no money and there was no food. So some people had money but there was no food. Some people too <laughs> didn't have money and there was no food. All was one. And I remember that <laughs> this story, my mother was the one who told me this story. Something that happened to her. It was time for admissions in the school where she was assistant head. And somebody came to see her. That day, there was nothing at home and nothing in the pocket. It was the normal way we used to live in Ghana at that time. <laughs> hey, so how did you eat? It was always a miracle. <laughs> but that day, somebody came to sit down. I'm looking for admission for my daughter. And my mother said she started to tell him that there's no place. Then the man took out an envelope from his briefcase. Put it on the table. She said the thing was thick like this. And he had deliberately not closed it so she could see that it was full of money. Not only was it full of money, but the money, it was dollars. Hmm. Not Ghana City so. Dollars. Hey! How many of us when we have no money... Somebody comes carrying dollars, you'll be able to resist. But I remember her story because she said, as she sat there, she looked at the man. She looked at the money. She remembered her pocket. She remembered her home. We're all there on holiday. There was no food in the house. She said she does not know where some holy anger entered her. And she told the man, take your envelope and walk out of my office. My mother was not like me. My mother was a very nice, soft, sweet lady. She's more like my sister, Lady Pastor Yvonne. So if you can imagine Lady Pastor Yvonne standing up and ordering somebody to take his, his envelope and get out of his... Only God can help you. I said, only who? Yeah, only God. Some of you you don't know where your fees will be from. And you have gone to sleep with a man. This year, don't sleep with anybody. Tell him to get out. Hey! Hey! Tell him to take his money and get out. And then she said, I remember, she said, as the man walked out, she said she put her head on her table and she wept. She said, God, what a trial. But she shared this thing with us because in those days, <laughs> they would just collect people and jail them. 
Somebody has gone to say, this person has received bribe. This one has received bribe. This one has received bribe. And then she said, I slept well every night. Never fearing because I'm not taking anybody's money. Yeah. Are you in the house where you have traveled? Yeah. It is the power of the Holy Ghost that will help you to say no. When you look at the pot-bellied man and you look at the envelope and you can see that as for this guy, five minutes it will all be over. And for the five minutes, <laughs> there are children here. I cannot enter. The t- I cannot go talk into this here. And after five minutes, the dollars will be yours. But by the power of the Holy Ghost, I said by the what? The power of the Holy Ghost. Even though you still don't have, you say no. You say no. Hallelujah. That's why I love the story. Shadrach, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel. They said, bow to the king. They said, we won't bow. Bow to the king. They said, we won't bow. Then they asked them, what makes you, or who will save you? Then they said, our king is able to save us. And if even he won't, we won't bow. We won't bow. Hallelujah. Finally, after you are born again, a great change will come in your life if you learn how to speak, how to pray and speak in tongues. If you learn how to pray and speak in tongues. One of the ways to grow in the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. Here you are, this is your spirit and you want to be as big as this. Are you there? The Bible says that when we speak in an unknown tongue, we are speaking mysteries to God. But the part of it that I want to show us today is that it says that he who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He builds up himself. You are building up yourself as you speak in tongues. And my prayer for you is that you will speak in tongues for a long time every day. Amen? It's good to use the clock. When you wake up, pray in tongues one hour every day. Why do you use the, the clock? Because you can't even say amen. So you don't know when it is over. You don't know how long you've prayed. Yeah, you've been talking to God. You see, if you're speaking English, you understand. This one, you don't understand. But God understands. And you want to talk to him. You want to edify yourself. Hallelujah. Edify means to build up. To build up yourself. My prayer is that you will be built up in spiritual things. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. You'll be built up. You'll be strengthened in your spirit, man. Because when your spirit is strong, when your mind is transformed, the body doesn't have much to say. Some of you, when you hear you want to do spiritual things, your body takes over. Let's fast. The body is going to fast. Have you not noticed that? Normal days, you eat your breakfast at 10 o'clock. But on the day they say, let's fast. 6 a.m. You wake up and body is already announcing. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. You, you don't sleep early. But the day you say, I'm going to pray, I want to do a mini all night over here. Body says it's feeling tired. But when, you, when your spirit is strong, hallelujah, and when your mind is transformed, you overcome your flesh. And there's a great change. Put your hands together. Stand to your feet. Thank you very much for helping me to preach. Oh, if you're clapping, put your hands together as you stand to your feet. Hallelujah. You just want to bow down your head and begin to pray for a few minutes. If you are here, I know what it is also to be so frustrated when you feel that I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to grow and I'm not seeing top. But you want to talk to God and say, Lord, I'm not going to give up. Now I've understood it. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to grow spiritually. Start to talk to the Lord. Start to talk to the Lord. 
Just let a pastor or an usher help you and just come to me right here. We're going to pray together. Just come right here. If you have come before, you don't need to come again. Unless you are so not convinced or you are doubting, come and we'll pray together. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. Just step out of where you are. Step out and come. Step out and come. You're coming to give your life to Jesus. You're coming to give your life to Jesus. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. If your heart is beating, it's a sign. He's calling you. 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 Your heart is beating, it's a sign all is not well between you and God. Step out and come. Step out and come. Step out and come. Somebody, your heart is beating. I'm waiting for you. That beating is a sign. Your heart is beating because Jesus is telling you something. All is not well between us. Just step out and join us here. Don't let friends, pride or foolishness keep you aside. Come and give your life to Jesus. God bless you. Come, give your life to Jesus. Come, give your life to Jesus. You will always be happy that you did. Alright. I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my thoughts. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for each one standing here this afternoon. I pray that your hand will be over their lives keep them, watch over them, deliver them from the evil one. Let them grow in you. Let them be serious about the things of yours. Let their lives be changed from today on. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDSA. God richly bless you.